Hello, Hunters. Welcome back to the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast. I am Matt Acevedo, joined, as always, by my amazing co-host, Emily Rose Jacobson. Yeehaw! I am so excited about today's episode. That's right. I'm very excited about it, too. Um, Christian cannot be here with us today. He is, he is uh, seeing some family, uh, taking care of some personal affairs, but we he is here in spirit. And uh, you know what? I'm a little bummed that he missed this one, but I'm sure we'll do another one, Em. Which oh yeah, another one. because as we found when preparing for today's episode, there are too many gosh darn good himbos out there in the fictional universe. That's right, Emily. For those of us, or for those people who do not might not know what a himbo is, can you explain to them what a himbo is? So yes, yeah, so a himbo is a phrase that is ref- that used that is used to refer to an attractive but mm. unintelligent man. So a very uh, in in media or in fictional media as we are so well versed in himbos are of course like you're very strong but very strong in the body but maybe not so strong in the brain kind of characters and if you know me those are some of my favorite characters i love me some big strong dumb dudes and we say this all in love I definitely right. the the phrase himbo is clearly comes from the word bimbo But I feel like himbo is a little bit more loved and a little bit more fun. It is not necessarily derogatory as it's kind of like the base of where it comes from in the female sense. But uh, so, yeah, we're here to have some fun with some great, great, great fictional characters. That's right. And, you know, there are so many himbos. So how we did this is we, we entered a bunch of them into a randomizer and we are we have pulled eight characters who are randomly going to be going up against each other. So let's just jump into this, our little nice break from the season, and let's find out who the ultimate fictional himbo is. Emily, are you ready? I am. Boy, I am so ready. All right. First up, guys, we have... He was was brought to the good place as a Buddhist, or a monk, excuse me, a monk. And lord behold he's actually not a monk but what he, his purpose in the good place is actually a bit more uh you know he 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 may seem like a dud but there's a lot more heart than we expect and i'm talking about uh jason mendoza from the good place and he is going up against you know him he's the bad guy he's and that is good and we're talking about wreck it ralph Emily, these are two great himbos. These are, great, uh, the these are two fantastic himbos. You know what? Both with very, very good, big hearts. I think that too. I think that's going to be something we see in a lot of these himbos is the, the, the size of their brawn is also matched by the size of their heart. That's right. Uh, which is a very, very beautiful thing. But yeah, I mean, we've got, we've got two fantastic, fantastic, fantastic himbos. Yeah. So both of these also kind of bad guys. Kind but not of, bad. Yeah. Like, Jason definitely... The most deceitful kind of out of everybody in the good place. <laughs> uh, and also probably one of the characters that is up to the most trouble, I would say, in the good place. Now, if we're going to talk about himbos, we, we need to kind of break this down. So first off, like, All right. uh, you know, I guess we got to talk about, let's, we got to talk character, right? Yeah. Like what makes, you know, how, how they, rea- how are, is their character like a himbo? Their, I guess their looks, which sounds weird, but. Yes. That's the himbo looks, way. Right? Uh, and let's just start there. Um. I mean, off the bat, I would say, uh, in terms of character and and emotion, I think Jason kind of is a bigger himbo in that sense because of his lack of of. I mean, he is emotionally present, but it's usually for like 
another reason. It's usually like, it's like, oh, that was very nice. It's like, oh, because it reminded me of football or something like that. And it didn't actually have anything to do with like Yes. That. Yeah. He has he has a much more he is honestly probably one of our more childlike himbos. Uh he his his intentions, while while his actions may be perceived as good or pure in some instances, but yeah, you're right. Sometimes his head is not always in the place to serve. It is serving himself, but it is that childlike innocence. It is that it is that himbo-like innocence that makes us love Jason so much. And to the point, Janet, Janet falls in love with Jason and they, Jason teaches Janet how to be human. Yeah. Among, among you know, with the a, other characters. Yeah. So that's, that's a pretty big thing. Would that's a pretty big that, thing. Would you consider himbos to be kind of successful in their endeavors? I would say, yeah, I think, I think himbos have, like we said, a lot of these himbos have really, really big hearts. And so we see them as almost like these big pivotal emotional characters. Like some of the ones we put on this list do uh, tend to be almost the highlight of the film or the series that they're in, uh, not just for their kind of, um, how do I say, not so smart actions, but because of their brawn and the strength of their hearts. Oh, and so I well think, said. I think, I think Jason, yeah. Well, Jason, I mean, compared to Ralph, Ralph gets himbo bod. Ralph is a, oh, is a big, strong boy. <laughs> ripped shirt, you know. Ripped shirt, ripped overalls. Big arms. Big old arms, big old himbo hands. Amen. So definitely Ralph gets himbo bot on this. But himbo heart, I think it's got to go to Jason. Because if we look I at Ralph, so Ralph goes through some growth. But I think Ralph tends to have more malicious intent than Emily, I'm really Jason. glad you brought that up. I honestly yeah. felt the same exact way, so I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, you know, you would think Ralph would learn from Wreck-It Ralph 1, but he kind of goes off and is even more selfish in Wreck-It Ralph 2. Yeah, and it's like, it's, I think, it's, it's, Ralph is a, Ralph is painted as a bad guy because of his physical nature, which is yeah. not true. He is, he is a good person, but he is bad in, in that he is selfish. He is incredibly selfish, and Jason is selfish too, but Jason's selfishness does not, he does not try to put his friend's lives in danger due to his selfishness. Yeah. And if you're a homie of Jason's, he's going to get your back somehow. Oh I my think. gosh. He's got everybody's back. He's kind of the himbo I want on my side. Agreed. I mean, he's, yeah. he's definitely going to make mistakes. And like you said earlier, sometimes he'll make choices that may seem good at the time, but they were definitely not his intentions a hundred percent. But you know what? Ultimately... He's got a pretty good heart. Yeah. I think that that makes him a pretty strong contender to go to the finals. What do you think? Agreed. I, you know what? At first I was thinking Ralph was going to put up a pretty good fight, but if you really think about how Ralph has to go through so much character growth again in Wreck-It Ralph 2, it kind of puts him in a little bit of a disadvantage in this competition. Not the himbo you want on your side. Uh, sorry, Ralph. Game over for you, pal. And Jason is moving on. Moving on up. That's right. Moving on up to the next round. Uh, our next fight we have from specifically the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We are talking about the, the God of Thunder himself, the King of Asgard, Thor, played by Chris Hemsworth, versus Emily. I need you to introduce this character because you know this about me. I have never played a Dragon Age game. Yes. So we have the Grey Warden himself and also... Possibly the king of Ferelden, depending on how your story ends. It is, in fact, 
Alistair from Dragon Age Origins. Amazing. Emily, I, I need you to, to sell me on the himboness of Alistair real quick. Because I think this is, you know, I, I got some stuff to say about Thor. Great. So, yeah. So, I only played a little bit of Origins once. So, I am much more familiar with uh, Inquisition. But he does make an appearance in Inquisition, like I said, depending on your path. He is either the Grey Warden or he is the King of Ferelden, depending on your choices in Origins. Anyways, basically, Alistair, he's your stereotypical fantasy jock. He is a Grey Warden. He is super brawny, but he's not so brainy. And he's also not a good flirt, from what I remember. <laughs> he gets really surprised when you start to come on to him. But does that lead to one of the sweetest romances in the game? You bet your gosh darn himbo loving butt it does. Alistair is a goofy uh, and somewhat charismatic, somewhat kind of reluctant uh, male hero in Origins. But you know what? He's got a good heart. And he's either yeah. going to end up the King of Ferelden or one of the heads of the Grey Wardens, depending on your choices, or possibly your husband. That's a pretty good himbo, Emily. It's a pretty good He's husband. He's literally husband material. Here's what. So on the other hand, we have Thor and, Gosh, from the darn. MCU. <laughs> and you know what's interesting about Thor's progression? I wouldn't consider, personally, I don't think, I wouldn't consider him a himbo in the beginning. I think he's he has risen to himbo status as the movies have gone oh, on. Oh, yes. He was he was very much kind of like he did have some a few himbo moments here and there. Like the this is delicious slams glass on the ground on the ground ground. Yeah. Give and me like, another. Oh, 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 is this the sign of a I think we This is oh, we, gotta... we got a little tasty taste of himboness there. But then but then Marvel was like, "You know what? If we go full himbo, <laughs> Taika Waititi actually said if we go full himbo on this man uh i think we may have something good and chris hemsworth too is just a very charismatic person so i think it was perfect but yeah i mean thor ragnarok and infinity war and endgame are just the most uh perfect 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 essences of himbo thor which is i think you kind of the kind of energy you need to balance out the avengers you definitely need a himbo in there to like kind of uh to even out the energy add some fun heart and some fun strength yeah do you think that his journey has caused him to be kind of like a very sad himbo? I would say, yeah, I feel like he might be the most depressed himbo on our list. Maybe behind so Ralph. <laughs> but it's I think, I think, you know what? I know a lot of people weren't really happy with his journey in Endgame, but I thought it was a really nice exploration into loss, into grief, into, into hopelessness of oneself and, and what can happen. And you know what? He might've been perceived as a joke, but I thought I'm really excited to see where his himbo journey is going. Like he isn't a himbo for himbo's sake. Like they yeah. gave this himbo the biggest heart. He lost so much and it affected him so much. He lost his, his home, his father, his brother who kept betraying half of him. Asgard. Half of Asgard. He kept on failing until he was literally at rock bottom. He is at himbo rock bottom. But we are now seeing him kind of coming on the up and up, really becoming the the man he's supposed to be. He's not going to be king of Asgard. He's given that to Valkyrie. Spoilers yeah. for Avengers Endgame if you have not seen it. Uh, but yeah, where is his journey going to take him next? We're going to find out in Thor Love and Thunder, and I'm so stoked for that. But yeah, I think himbo journey, like Alistair, Alistair definitely goes through a lot. 
he can go through loss depending on how your Grey Warden turns out in the first game. And heck, spoilers for Dragon Age Inquisition, if he is your Grey Warden and you have to choose between sacrificing him or Hawk, the literal lead from the second game, uh, Dragon Age 2, that can mean a lot of loss too, but that's loss on your end. Thor, though, Thor is the himbo with the biggest arc, and that's why I'm kind of like, oh man, I'm kind of going into Thor's corner. Yeah, I feel that too. Question for you. Do yes. you think he is left... Do you think he... And it, this, this, there's no... I don't want... This isn't like a... Like a this isn't a negative at all, but do you think that he's going to keep the dad bod, or is he going to like go revert back to chizzed? That's a good question. I think I think we might see Thor in the middle. I think we might see like half chizzed, half dad bod. So he might evolve to full himbo. Which, like I think, yeah, he might go full like yeah, not super muscular himbo, not dad bod himbo, but like the epitome of the himbo. Maybe mm. Thor. Mm. <laughs> the butterfly, the 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 caterpillar has not fully <laughs> evolved into a butterfly. It seems and. <laughs> No, this himbo may have a little bit more of a progression than we thought. I, I'm feeling good about this, Em. How do you feel about it? I'm feeling good about this, too. I think Alistair is definitely one of the stronger video game himbos, but putting him up against Thor, who is by far one of the most popular current media himbos, yeah. I think that's a tough fight. Yeah. Oh, this is so fascinating because there's so many other himbos. I'm like, oh, this is like... I know. Part of me was thinking about like thinking, speaking of superhero himbos, Aquaman, DCEU, Aquaman, but he will be a himbo for another time. As long as well as uh, George of the Jungle or any Brendan Fraser character for that matter. <laughs> you know, oh uh, and, uh, uh, what's that one? Encino Man, right? And uh, oh my god, the Mummy. Like, gosh, yeah, and... just Brendan Fraser's whole entire character collection. We'll just be, we'll just have to do a whole Brendan Fraser episode. Yeah, sadly, he has not made it into this list. But who did make it into this list is the oh, one did of we the decide on the winner. <laughs> oh, we did. The winner is uh, Thor. Thor. Sorry, the I got hammer myself. has come down on Alistair. His reign has ended as Thor progresses into the next bracket of our first ever himbo cop. <laughs> oh man, these are hitting up, guys. We are halfway through the first round. Uh, our next next up, we have you know he, he is so supportive. He is a movie star. He is a Earthbender. Uh, or sorry, yeah, Earthbender. Yeah, he's uh, an Earthbender. Yeah, and he is on the Fire Ferrets professional bending team. I'm talking about Bolin from Legend of Korra versus, uh, you know this guy, you know, he makes some pretty, pretty, pretty mean spinach puffs. He is a great, great uh, sidekick if to, you know, any person, actually, I think, good and bad. I'm talking about Krunk from Emperor's New Groove. These are very similar himbos. These are. I mean, if you gave Bolin a love for cooking, gosh darn, we'd be talking about the same character. Absolutely. Absolutely. They both love small animals. They both have very much small animal companions that they communicate with. Uh, they both do very much have almost similar hairstyles. They, You know, and I yeah. think Bod, it's a tie for me. It's a wash. They they're both have, I think they're both exquisite. In the oh bust. my gosh. I mean, I think for me, what gets me is like, for me, I'm right now, I'm team Bolin. I'm team Bolin. Yeah, you're feeling that. 
You feeling I'm that? feeling it. I think Kronk is real good. And I think Kronk does shine on his own in if you have had the privy of viewing it. Kronk's New Groove, the straight to home sequel, kind right. of spinoff, I should say, spinoff film of The Emperor's New Groove, where we get to explore Kronk's himbonus even more. Um, and we get to see how big his heart is. And his is a lot about acceptance. Uh, where Bolin, I feel like Bolin is such a himbo and a powerful story. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like he is, he is smart, but he also like gets himself into very himbo like circumstances, uh, gets himself into an accidental relationship that may be a little bit, uh, he bit off a little bit more than he can chew with Ezra. Uh, and yeah, he's got wacky ideas. He becomes, man, I just mm, Bolin as, as the movie star. What was the the action hero's name? Is it like Canuck? Canuck or, or uh, Tanuck or something. Yeah. Oh my God. It's beautiful. You know, I'm I, I I'm I'm feeling that. I don't want to. I feel like Crunk though. Part of me feels like Crunk Crunk. I don't want to count him out yet because of how how kind of Belin's a little smarter than Crunk, and I think Crunk. Nucktuck. Like, that's the name of the character. Nucktuck. Nucktuck. That's right. That's right. Uh, for me, I, it's hard because I don't want to just give up on Crunk yet. But right now, I'm feeling pretty good on Bolin. But with okay, Crunk, let's, let's go to Crunk. Let's go to Crunk. Here, here's the thing. With Crunk, he he's kind of an airhead, more like 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 he is true like like bodyguard, like he, he follows his heart, but he's just kind of he's a little he slower loves his than job. He loves his job. He loves his job. You know, but I don't know what else I can say about him other than he's a great cook and I he's mean, a good friend. He's a great cook. He's a good friend. Um. You know what? He's he's a man of uh, I'll say he's a man who isn't he's not hundred percent good, he's not hundred percent bad. He's got an angel and a devil on his shoulder at all time. Uh yeah. yeah, you're right. He is one man who is incredibly good at his job. In the sequel, it is very much all about he is the leader of like essentially the Boy Scouts, and he is at competition with the leader of the Girl Scouts, and they of course they end up falling in love by making spinach puffs to uh, dancing to like, I think it's either Boogie Wonderland or September by Earth, Wind and Fire. Uh, and a big part of the Kronk's new groove is this whole journey with his father. His father never accepted him. He wanted to be a chef as a kid. Ugh. He wanted to, he was a very sweet, gentle himbo soul as a small child, but he never got that acceptance from his father. And so it's all about him trying to prove that he is a man he is a man behind the bow, uh, oh in, in his himbo self. So I know he, I am. I got to kind of just give you props for remembering that movie because I haven't seen that movie since I was. You a are kid. welcome. It was like on a Disney Channel rerun, I think, or like whatever the the Dis- Toon Disney. We had that channel, Toon and that Disney. was like on Toon Disney often in reruns. Yeah. Now Disney XD. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, can't you know it's hard. And I, I, as much as I do love Krunk's story, I think the fact that Bolin got, got kind of tricked into into playing this action star is like he gets tricked like, into playing an action star. He gets tricked into a relationship. He, I mean, yeah. honestly, like Bolin has the biggest heart out of all of uh, the characters in Legend of Korra. He is Absolutely. the heart of that show. Yeah. I think I, I'm I'm kind of feeling Bolin still. I I'm didn't feeling want to give Bolin Kronk for out. this one. I think Kronk is very good. I think Kronk is like as 
almost typical himbo as you can get. Very yeah. much Thor status of like pure himbo. But uh, yeah. I think Bolin's I think Bolin's got this round. That's right. Let's go to the next round. Fire ferrets advance and Kronk, wrong lever. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Uh, the final round before we go into the semifinals and then the finals, we have the Saiyan God now himself, Kakarot, otherwise or Goku, Son Goku to those who know him <laughs> by that name. Uh, so Goku is going up against. And do you want to introduce this guy? He's a uh, pretty. I forget who pretty, it is. Oh, then I'll introduce him. Uh, guys, this next character, he is a man of one face, but different partners. Um, uh, he has worked for a very rich person, as well as a crime fighter. He's also been the psychic of a crime fighter, and I'm talking about Launchpad McQuack, who always crashes his planes, always crashes things, but he's good at what he does. You know what? This is tough. This is Launch- tough. This is a good one. Launchpad's a great himbo, dude. Like, like, like oh, yeah, that is OG himbo, dude. I mean, Goku is too, I guess, because they're both kind of from the 80s, you know? They are. They are of the same era. I don't think people really see Goku as a himbo as much, but right. Goku is just so powerful and is mostly fighting. Like, he is very smart in the fighting sense, yes, but yeah. in other senses, relationships, family, picking up on what people are putting down. He is very oblivious. He is almost like uh, what's it, uh, Jason from Good Place level of obliviousness. Childlike so, uh, innocence, I should say. They both yeah. have a very like childlike innocence to them. And he's got a chiseled bod, saying bod. I mean, you know, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, he's super powerful. You know, but Launchpad though, Launchpad to me is like, like, cause, cause Goku, I see, and I'm like, man, Goku is real cool. Not saying that like any of these characters don't have you know like aren't cool. Like I think Launchpad's cool, but like he's like dumber. You know, like Goku Goku because of how, how much Dragon Ball Z is literally just the fight, like you don't like Goku like excels in fight and like that's his thing. Also, yeah, he's too mean to be a himbo, I think. Goku's trash Ooh. talk Goku. Goku Goku's trash talk is so good. It's such good trash I think talk. I have beef with Goku. Uh-oh. He is not a good father or a good husband. No. He can not. sometimes be a good father, but like he is one to dip yeah. out. He loves constantly. the fight too much, you know? I mean, I feel like he loves his sons more than he loves Chi Chi. Oh yeah. Which I don't know. I think sad. I think they're I think they they got a thing going on, you know. I don't you know I think, I think there's more of a Vegeta Bulma than there is uh Chi Chi Goku. Oh, I mean, you know, get away from my Bulma, Vegeta. I you know, he's Vegeta, mm. liter- Bulma, mm. literally. I think we talked about this on UFC. <laughs> we mm-hmm. talked about this. Yeah, we literally talked about this on the last episode, I think, where Bulma literally, like, you know, got a Saiyan god to fall in love with her and be it, be like, you know, be kind of normal. <laughs> like, yeah, kind of normal. <laughs> this isn't about them. It's about Goku. That's right. And Launchpad. Right. Launchpad, though, dude. Launchpad's heart. Holy cow! It's so big. It's so big. He brings the whole... He's the heart of the group, man. He brings everyone Much together. Of, a lot of these himbos are the heart of their teams. But Launchpad especially, if he's not if he's not inspiring Huey, Dewey, and Louie, if he's not kind of being a uh, an ear and a, a hopeful message for Scrooge, and you know what? 
He's also helping Darkwing Duck. If you've seen this latest iteration of DuckTales, he is the reason why, like, Darkwing Duck returns. Yeah. And, I, I mean, this is a spoiler, but I'm going to say it. And, like, why the OG Darkwing Duck, played by, like, Jim Sterling, I think they call him, mm-hmm. is now the bad guy, Negaduck, and the new Darkwing Duck is the real Darkwing Duck now. It's crazy. DuckTales it's is crazy. Wild. The new DuckTales is real good. But Launchpad triggers that. Because of his, like, passion. He's, like, so passionate about what he loves. Like, Goku loves the fight. And that's passionate, but it's aggressive. It it's aggressive. aggressive. It's like an, it's like an, it's like an alcoholic. He has yeah, an addiction. Yeah, being addicted to fighting, maybe not great. Yeah. I th- and I think Launchpad's got, like, an iconic himbo outfit, man. Goggles. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Scarf. Goggles. Pilot he's got jacket. a nice jacket. He's got a whole his whole pilot getup is great. You know what? He does crash a plane, but no one has died yet. That's right. That's right, Em. I'm like I'm feeling really good about this one. I'm feeling good about Launchpad too. I think Goku's good, but like not against this himbo. Not today, Ooh. saying. Well, yeah, we're not saying anything here. Oh, except that Goku. Except that Goku. Sorry, buddy, but no Dragon Ball is gonna resurrect you and Universe Seven. From this fight. Goodbye. That's a super reference. All right. Last Man Quack is going on to the semifinals. Emily, we are at the semifinals. We're almost done with this thing. Let's knock it out. Let's do this. Give me those All right. First up, semifinals, we have Jason Mendoza from The Good Place versus MCU's Thor. Man. (laughs) Tough. Arguably, two himbos who have been resurrected. (laughs) Yeah. Or just deal with death and life. Do you do you find that like naivety is like crucial to a himbo? Yes, because like there are very strong characters out there who have very big hearts, but are also very intellectual. Like Cyborg, Cyborg from Teen Titans is not a maybe Teen Titans Go, but Cyborg from the original Teen Titans is not a himbo because he's a brilliant man. It's the it is. is the childlike innocence and it's the naivete that makes a himbo a himbo. See, I kind of think that Thor loses that because of his journey. He's not he doesn't have this child. He has had so much loss. He's kind of like lost Gosh, all of the essence that would make him a good himbo, right? He's 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 sad bow in the and I mean he does do some kind of very childlike things in that in in Endgame, even when he's at his lowest, like he he kind of tricks Ro- Rocket and tries to run away. Um, he tries to sneak around on his mom and gets caught. We see him cry. I mean, he yeah. he's he's a little bit of a goofball, but yeah, I mean, also during that film too, he is he kind of loses that that almost like that himbo sweetness, the one kinda... that, like the very fun. And that and not to say that himbos can't have growth or himbos can't go through emotional highs and lows, but I think we will see more himbo. I mean, he's a himbo on a journey. He was not originally made to be a himbo. He has blossomed into a himbo. Like you said, he is, he is in his chrysalis form and I'm sure we will get some more beautiful himbo butterflyness from Thor and Thor love and thunder. But he is, he is a definitely a more well-rounded, like much more like not just a himbo, but also a major character. Turn the MCU if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I you know for me, Jason like as even though he's dealing with these huge kind of like end of the world kind of scenarios, he is like always 
tuned into his childlike wonder. Yeah, because I think I think that's the thing is like Jason is Jason. Thor has become a himbo over time, where Jason from the get go has been a himbo. I think I'm ready. I'm I, I feel good. Dang, this was very fast and not how I pictured it. Yeah, wow, Jason. Dang. You would think you would think that this was more of a lightning round instead of a thunder round because Thor just got eliminated. Bye bye, Thor. You were very good. We can't wait for more. Yeah, but speaking of Thor, real quick, do you think that like because he's kind of like he's been so like I want to see him and Jane reconnect in in Love and Thunder because like will Jane be like what happened to you? You know what I mean? Like you're completely I feel like, different. I feel like maybe I'm really curious to see if Jane will be into it. I feel like Thor's. Thor's journey is coming to a close. Yeah. It seems like we are going to see Lady Thor emerge, which will be very cool to see. I mean, the Jane storyline is real good. If you guys haven't read it, Jason Aaron's Thor run. Super good. But I think, I think, I think if anyone can accept Thor right now, besides his family, it is Jane. Yeah. That's very powerful. Well, we'll have to see that in Thor Lo- <laughs> Love and Thunder, uh, which we are not sponsored by. We have no idea. We have no idea when it's coming out now. <laughs> Guys, next up we have Bolin versus Launchpad. Another very Jeez. hard. This is very tough. This is, this is these tough. are two great animated himbos. And both of them are are you know, I childlike wonder is something that we we didn't even we should have we gotta remember for next time because I think that's crucial. I think it that's is. crucial. Um but both of these characters innocence. both of these characters have that. Yes. Bolin tends to uh, underestimate situations, especially even when the avatar is at, in the avatar is there, uh, not realizing how much life and death is at stake. Yeah, and while Launchpad's overly confident, but always like, you know, I don't think Launch, Launchpad's skill is incredible luck yeah. and confidence. You if know anything, what I mean? like, the reason why he gets along with the team so much is because he essentially is like the fifth kid. Compared to Huey, Dewey, Louie, and uh, oh gosh, what's her name? Oh, uh, 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 oh my gosh, Huey, Dewey, Louie, and not Darby (laughs) or Ducky, it's not that. No, 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 Libby, 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 yeah, isn't it Libby or Webby? Webby, Webby, that's it. Okay, sorry, Libby, Libby's a friend of mine, no, Webby is the character. There we go. Okay, we got there. Webby. That's right. Webby. So Launchpad works because he's essentially the fifth kid there. Yeah. But he's also an adult. So he is like the liaison between Scrooge and the kids. But I will say Bolin is unique because even though there are children in Legend of Korra, even like Tenzin's son does not act as childlike or like act in a way like Bolin. Bolin is very unique in his situation. Oh, this is interesting. So you're saying that that he might be a bigger himbo because of his ability to act like a himbo without or the, you know, keep that essence without the influence of others. Yes. Whereas like Launchpad, it's it's he's he's a part of a of a adventuring kid team with Scrooge. And some other guest adults here and there. Donald, you name it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he kind of is like the the extra kid in that group, I feel like. Whereas Bolin is a, he does, yeah, he doesn't have any outside influence. He is just the truly himbo. He is the child of the Avatar group. He is that light 
that heart that that group desperately needs that Cora needs like yeah completely. i kind of think that's that's in order to be the ultimate fictional himbo you kind of have to do it on your own exactly you got to you got to flesh out you got to be a himbo with some extra stuff <laughs> i think that's bullet you know i think this one's such a close one i think that kind of does that for me cuz they're so similar Same. otherwise they're but... very similar but like and I think Launchpad is getting to some really cool character places thanks to new DuckTales. Yeah. But if we look at his whole spectrum, he's very much been like, it hasn't, it hasn't really been until recently that he's gotten some, some good himbo depth. Yeah, I agree. We're bowling like the earth itself is a deep well of himbo sweetness. Yeah. Well, sorry, Launchpad, but it looks like you reeling head and crash this landing and aren't going to the finals. Which means our final two are Jason Mendoza versus Bolin. What a journey we've come on. Wow, this has been an insane competition that I could not have predicted ending in this way. Yeah, I agree. I think this has been like one of the most just like what will happen episodes we've done. I agree, Em. And this is a this is a, this matchup is good because both this is a solid one. Because if we're talking about people who can stand on their own as a himbo, it's both of these characters. I mean, these are the best of the best from this round. And it makes sense like, yeah. that this is going to be a very good competition because only the truly good himbos can make it to the finals. And those are the two competitors we have today. Yeah, I agree. So uh, both have huge hearts. I I think Jason is dumber. You know, Brolin is, is a little bit more strategic, um, even though sometimes he's, you know, circumstantial and stuff, but... Yeah, Jason seems to be a little like truly the whole time. It's I don't know if you've seen this good place quote going around, but Jason did have a flu based off named after him after he ate a bat. In the show? Yes, they did say that in the show. I don't remember. Was that oh that's so that must have been like season one. Yeah. Wow. Or two. That's pretty dumb. That's pretty dumb. Both of them if we're talking about bods, both of them have great himbo bods. You know, I kind of like my himbo's a little more, more like Bolin, personally, like a little more bigger. It's tricky because it's like you look at Jason and spoilers for the good place. Like one of his final life goals is playing the perfect game of Madden. It is. That is that is very himbo. It's to a so team. funny. I totally. But, that's such a funny thing. <laughs> but we've also got Bolin, who like for him, I feel like his goal is is to like just. I mean, there is a himbo who has lost his family. His mother and his father have passed. It is just him and Mako. And they're competitive benders just trying to survive in in the city. He just wants he wants to find he wants he just wants to be happy and he wants his brother to be happy and he wants to have friends and he you know what? He wants to find love. Yeah. It's hard for him. <laughs> this poor boy. Jason gets it. Jason gets love i mean so does bolin but not in a healthy way not in the healthy way that jason does i think but and this is tough because personally i would find i think bolin's a better character but but for me because of like jason's whole arc is literally about how he's a him how he's he he literally doesn't try to change and he like gets like you know he gets with like janet or even with like he gets with uh what's her name for a little bit and stuff and like you know, he, he, he gets in these complex situations all while having these like, like ludicrous goals. Like that's pretty, that's pretty himbo, right? Or am I correct? It like, is. He's got the chiseled bod. You know, he's also has dad issues. 
This is true. He's got that childlike wonder. And you know what? Yeah, he does grow in the end. He does have a decent sense of growth to where at the end when they're spoilers for the good place, when he's at that last oh, spoilers, door, big spoilers, big spoilers, big, big, big spoilers. These are big, very big spoilers. Yeah. But yeah, just I'll, I'll try to guess. I guess I'll try to be as broad as possible at the end of his journey. He reflects and kind of just like has grown. Yeah. Almost into the like similar into the ideas of the person that he initially impersonated. Yeah. It's kind of meditation, this peacefulness. He is at a sense of peace yeah. at the end of the Good Place television show. Bolin, I'm trying to remember because I feel like Korra had a very big ending for Korra and Asami. Yeah. And for the world. Oh, that the world was but forever for, changed. Oh, yes. But for <laughs> Bolin and Mako's say, sense, I don't think they had as big of an ending yeah. in Korra as you would say, like, Sokka's arc, Toph's arc, Zuko's arc, even Katara's arc in the first series. And that's a whole other thing we get into because it's not the fault of the writers. I believe it is the fault of just not being told how many seasons you're going to get on a show. So it can be tough. It can be tough, but, for sure. But, um, but yeah, I think, man, I cannot believe this. Me either. I think Jason is the ultimate himbo. I... I'm totally with you. Oh my god! He's true himbo. He's not an animated character. And he's not an animated character. Yeah, he's an NBC Universal character. Oh my god! Who has, who has fought his way? Who has competed very, very strongly today? And I mean, look, all these himbos are great. Like all the characters in the UFC, each shines in their own story, shines in their own way. But only one himbo can be the strongest the biggest of heart and the daftest of minds. And that is Jason. Woo. Looks like we did it. Jason Mendoza is our ultimate fictional himbo of the first. I guess we might have to do this again, dude. I think we're going to have to. There's too many himbos. Too many himbos. Too many himbos. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the ultimate fictional character. Uh, I'm excited. Jason has gone down history. He is in the books. He has been chiseled onto our trophies. Uh, the himbo trophy that is standing right next to my record player. It's beautiful. We yeah, just got right? it custom made for this episode. Just super ripped guy. Just great. Yeah. Looks good. Uh, it's a trophy with big beefy arms on it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you enjoyed the podcast, uh, make sure to leave a review. If you do and want to add characters, not only for the regular season um, of, of to contend to be a contender for the ultimate fictional character, but if you want to add anyone that you think like, or add a suggestion of like, spinoff episodes like this um or contenders for the ultimate fictional himbo uh please leave a review on apple and we will add them to the bucket so yeah m where can everyone find you well you can find me on the tweeters at frankly underscore emily that's where i share all my articles what all i'm doing you can also find me on instagram with an extra little underscore and uh, if you like Mass Effect tabletop RPGs, Matt and I do a fun little podcast called Mass Effect Adventum. And if you like video games, Matt and I also do a really fun little podcast uh, called Hit Points Pod, which is Damn. going to be resurgencing uh, very soon. So keep an eye out for that. Season two, baby. Uh, I, I'm Acevedo. You can find me at the Matt Acevedo on all socials. We're Emily. Uh, I'm doing like all those stuff that Emily just said too. Um, and you check out... Uh, 
check out if you have cable check out correct mundo on el rey network on monday nights at 8 p.m central time check it out it's a fun movie trivia show people who like this show will absolutely love that show you can play movie trivia at home uh, with us um so check that out and if you and if you haven't already which i'm sure you have make sure to follow christian humes at christian underscore humes on the socials yes um and thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you next time guys see you in the ring